media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. All right. Welcome to the first ever episode of Obscurity Now. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me is my hetero life mate. Say your name. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> listening to the. Uh, I still had like the audio coming in from Twitch, and I was getting all. Uh, anyways, my name is Jahel. You, I've used the computer before. You were getting pumped, is what you were going to say, yeah, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point of that opening, and of course, to tell people what this show is about. And for some reason, you slept through the opening. The whole point of this podcast is for Yehel and I to talk about weird and obscure media of the past and media of the present, which will probably become obscure at some point in the future. That, that, that is what happens. Yeah. So, um, wow. I'm excited. Let's go ahead and toast to our maiden voyage of obscurity now. I've got a high-quality PBR here. <laughs> wow steve uh pretty classy <laughs> i mean no expense hey that's how we used to do it in uh in tampa right At, in the... I've, yeah i've got uh something called terrapin uh hop secutioner ipa Psh, that's some fruity beer is what it is yeah, all right uh... here <laughs> cheers, cheers and to uh our one person in the chat i don't even know if she's still there or not but uh <laughs> not but yeah <laughs> she came around when we were teching things so i don't blame her she <laughs> left um so yeah uh how you doing pretty good um just been you know working on stuff for my channel and mm -hmm. uh working at my real job and that's pretty much it how are you i'm doing great uh also working on projects as well which we will get to in the end and of course taking care of my young prince. Uh, but um, no one wants to hear about that. So why don't we talk about some of the future obscure stuff with a little segment we like to call Hot Topics. Hot Topics. Not cold, not warm, but hot, 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 hot all right. So, yeah, this is the segment where we basically talk about uh, some new, whatever hot, like, news bits are going on in the world of media. <laughs> and uh, there really isn't a whole lot other than, hmm. I, mean, I think hot news bits is a professional journalistic term. I uh, hey, Also. That's what this show is all about. <clears throat> uh, for our first story, uh, the first image. <laughs> this, is, this is not a... <laughs> I have not seen this. This is some this is some serious stuff here. The first images of Knuckles and <laughs> Knuckles and Tails for the new Sonic movie has been released. And there it is right there on your screen. Uh, apparently they actually made like I guess what would be a life-size replica of Sonic Tails and Knuckles in order for the uh, actors to you know right. to play off them that's how shakespeare would have done it if i'm yeah. not mistaken yeah so uh, uh, uh the original othello was done i believe 
<laughs> when they had the ghosts, you know, they sort of they just made actual ghosts out of like yeah. sh- sheets and stuff. Uh, vinyl, I believe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did they have vinyl back then? I don't know. No, but... that's that's where the comedy comes in. Yeah, right. Um, so my yeah, question, yeah. you know, my question to you is, you hell. What do you think about the first Sonic movie? Uh, are you excited for the new Sonic movie? You know, the the first Sonic movie was actually the la- the, the last movie I watched in theaters before the pandemic. Me too. Uh, I think it was yours too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't like super crazy about it, but I guess I'm probably not the target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really too excited about the new one. I don't think I'll be watching it in theaters. Uh I, I can't have Sonic be like the last uh, movie I watched before any major events uh, again. So, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it when it comes um, on some streaming service probably. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not excited about it. I wasn't too crazy about the first one. Uh, what, what about you? Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the first one. I mean, really? I was. Yeah, I mean, my my friend and I, <laughs> another full-grown adult male we went and saw it in the theater as you hell said uh and we were just gonna go in there and you know make fun of it but you know it kind of makes fun of itself it's got like a it's got a pretty good self-aware sense of humor and really what sold it for me was uh jim carrey acting like he used to in the 90s uh i mean that if he wasn't there i probably wouldn't have as many good things to say about it um but that's fair it's probably one of his better performances in the last like decade or so (laughs) well he's been busy like trying to do like i don't know weird dramas and heart melting dramas (laughs) that's just not what the people want to see from one jim carrey they want to see excuse me (laughs) right 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 well they just want ace ventura back um you know unless of course you're too young to know who Ace Ventura is, um, which in that case, I just feel bad for you, kid. I really do. Uh, that movie does not hold up well. Ace Ventura? Ah, I don't. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta give it a. I mean, have you watched it lately? I still laugh at it. Or are you talking about the politics like few, involved? No, not the politics or anything like that or any PC stuff. I mean, I just don't think it's like funny. Um, but excuse me, I also. I mean, I liked the movie when it came out when it was in theaters, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like super. I didn't think it was like as funny as some other people did. What uh, I'm just curious, what does one you hell Velasquez think is like a funny <laughs> movie? What's like, what's your idea of like if someone asks you what's your favorite comedy, what do you say? Um, you know, I don't. I don't think I have a favorite comedy that was meant to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, like one of the last few movies that like was supposed to be a comedy that I really enjoyed, um, it was the Invention of Lying by uh, Ricky Gervais. Just like oh, it was like, yeah, okay. where it's like takes place in a universe where like nobody has ever lied before, so everyone tells the truth no matter what, and just one guy comes up with the invention of lying, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just really really funny how literal everybody takes everything. Uh, so yeah. I like that, but like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I feel like Ace Ventura now when I watched it like a few years ago, it was like, wow, this would work as an SNL skit, but like 90 minutes of it, I'm like, eh. You were in a living color skit sketch? Uh, yeah, anything. Any any kind of skit except Mad TV. Uh, 
All right, all right. So dry British humor is what you're saying. I mean, which I appreciate that stuff as well. Uh, I, I'm now intrigued. I, I missed out on that movie, which I'll watch anything with Ricky Gervais in it. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on to our next story. And this is real important stuff. It's uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, the new yeah. Mortal Kombat movie. I guess we should just call it a remake because that's what it is. It had an opening day of $9 million of a $55 million budget. And it keeps floating up in my Facebook that the guy who plays Sub-Zero has already signed on for not one, not two, not three, but four more movies. So Warner Brothers looks like they're going all in for a Mortal Kombat shared universe or at least a a big franchise. Um, I mean, was that guy doing anything before this, though, of note? Mm, he was probably like teaching kids how to do martial arts. I, I would imagine uh, <laughs> if he's a real martial artist, they probably just went with a with a real actor. I mean, yeah. ha- had I seen it, I would do more research so I could you know review it more properly. But again, my question is to you, one you held last guess. Just gonna keep saying your full name. <laughs> um, are you excited for the new Mortal Kombat and its future Mortal no. Kombat film? No, no, not I, at all. I remember you and I, we talked about this, I think, when we had initially done like the first pilot mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And neither of us were like real excited about it from what I remember because it doesn't seem like it's fun. It seems like it takes itself very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I don't think like the Mortal Kombat universe, despite it being like such a gritty, bloody game, I don't think it lends itself well in other media when it takes itself too seriously. But, um, but yeah, hell. Babalities and friendship fatalities are serious business. <laughs> and a guy that goes like this, whoopee! I mean, that's that's serious yeah. stuff. That's Academy that's Award-winning true. material. I, I'm surprised they didn't have Scorsese direct this. Uh, yeah, or, but, uh, or the ghost of Stanley Kubrick. Uh, yeah. Instead, I will tell you this fun fact. Instead, it's a guy who never even directed a feature. I don't know. He directed on IMDb. It says he directed a short film uh, and nothing else. Uh, so it doesn't um, say like what the short film was, or uh, it does. I just don't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but I'm just I just want the world to know that the guy <laughs> helming the new Mortal Kombat franchise has never directed a feature in his entire life. But I mean, apparently he must have done something right, or maybe. It's just those nostal- that nostalgia money. Just You know, that's crazy because that's like the last Star Trek TNG movie. The guy that directed that had never directed a movie before either. He was an editor. Um, mm-hmm. And he knew nothing about Star Trek. And I was like, what? How did this guy, how, does, how did these guys like end up doing this stuff, you know? I'll tell you why. It's because the studios they don't want a seasoned vet who's going to stand up to them they want to get like a first time sort of uh you know indie person that they can push around and be like look if you don't do what we tell you you're never going to work in this town again like now steve you you would for the audience steve would know he has been in hollywood uh, uh, for the past five years uh, dealing not- with the biz <laughs> and all the many uh homeless encampments that are around here um but uh but yeah, Mortal that, Kombat. yeah well i mean i'm excited for it for at least like just seeing martial arts on the big screen again because like 
those martial arts movies are that actually make it to the cinema, at least here in the U.S., are few and far between. And if they are there, then for the action sequences, you know, I guess the new thing is to play. Uh, it's not even new anymore. It's been going on for like the past couple of years. They always play like uh, pop songs and stuff behind the uh, action sequences, I guess, just to sort of lessen the, uh, the whatever. I don't know why they do it, but it ends up feeling like a music video to me. Uh, I mean, at least the I mean, they say they're going to allegedly have the best fight scenes ever filmed, which is quite a boast. If you ask me, okay. I, I doubt I mean, it's going to be better than the raid. We'll see about that from the trailers. I mean, they looked like pretty average fight scenes. Uh, you know, obviously the trailer's not the whole movie, but Ooh, they can't show know. the fatalities and babalities where you, you, but, know. But you would think they would show like some of the better choreography, you know, you would segments think that in the trailer, but. I'm sure people are like, why are these guys even talking about this if they didn't watch it? I, I will say it seems like it's a very divisive movie. Like all I see on like social media feeds is people talking about how much they love it or how much they hate it. I don't mm-hmm. see I haven't seen too many people go. It was OK or it was all right. It seems to be like people mad that it's not in the same vein as the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie or <laughs> people. Re- how can you recreate that cheese fest? <laughs> Dude, that's what they should have done. <laughs> Well, see, you're you and I. We like cheese, uh, but the the movie going public, at least in America and probably China too. Although I can't speak to them, everything has to be dark and gritty, like the Dark Knight, Batman, the Nolan series. Everything has to be so serious and explained. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's what people want, man. There's no room for. I mean, but of course, then on the other side of the coin, you have. You know, the MCU, which like everything is a joke there um, for the most part, uh, except for, I guess, Infinity War and Endgame. But even then, everyone's like cracking jokes left and right. Like, I wish there was maybe like a better middle line Uh, like they had, you know, in the action films of like the 80s and 90s, where it was like serious plot, but like fun dialogue, like Lethal Weapon or something like that. Mm -hmm. But. I mean, but they, to be fair, like Lethal Weapon is like nonstop cracking jokes, too. Like, yeah, but the plot is serious. And by the end of the movie, like there's the possibility that, you know, that Riggs, yeah, Riggs might actually get beat by Gary Busey. Um, wherein, I mean, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, they have like a dance off and hold hands or some bullshit. Like, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but it's, I mean, <laughs> I think there's some context to it because the dancing was like a distraction. It was just an excuse uh, to end the movie with a dance off. Like you can write it in. Weren't they holding hands to help absorb uh, the power of the, it wasn't like they were holding hands like Kumbaya Care Bear. It basically was though, man. I mean, sure. They, James Gunn wrote in reasons, but it was still a dance off (laughs) no matter how you want to look at it. But anyway, that's enough. All right. I'm, Semi-excited for Mortal Kombat, cautiously optimistic. On to our next segment, which is known as... Killing Time. Um, So, yeah, Killing Time is a segment where we talk about the other forms of media that we use to, (laughs) get this, kill time such as mm. movies, TV, or dare I say, books, or, you know, some people actually read comics. Like, uh, mm. I mean, I know I do. I know nobody else does, but that's okay. 
Uh, so, yeah, what have you, what have you been doing with your free time? I've just been reading a lot of books. Uh, just really, I haven't read any books, but mm, um, mm, mm. been watching. As far as like entertainment, so I've, been, I've been watching a lot of like old, uh, older shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Like now, I understand like why growing up, like there were TV stations that like ran reruns of shows from like the seventies and like the sixties, mm-hmm. because that's like once you get to be older, you just want to rewatch some st- stuff. But sure. anyways, uh, we've been like rewatching Star Trek Voyager. We're almost done with it. Ah. Uh, much better than I remember. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we've also, or I've also been just watching a lot of YouTube, which I, sure. I personally watch YouTube way, way more than uh, TV these days. Um, and I've actually been watching a lot of the channel called Toy Galaxy. Oh, I love Toy and, Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They cover like 80s cartoons and shows mm-hmm. for those that have never seen it. And Comic Drake, which is a uh, comic book channel. Comic what? Comic Drake, Drake they... like the like the Canadian singer. He's Canadian. The guy who sings uh, Hotline Bling. He's Canadian. Yes. Oh, yeah. I never. Do you think he and Snow are friends? Maybe. You know, he. I think he was also on Degrassi Junior High. We got to start. I, and the, know, come on, Steve. And, you you got to be. You got to be hip like me. And the kids in the hall. Is Drake even a thing anymore? Like no one ever even talks about him except for you Look, just now. He's recovering from knee surgery that he recently had, and uh, <laughs> make, make him sound like an athlete. Like was he yeah, in the look, ring? Look, Did he like bump he, too hard? Uh, I believe it was while he was preparing for a music video or some kind of performance, <laughs> and for his knee had to have surgery. Uh, he's oh, been really I heard cons- about this. There was going to be a kick line in the music video, and he was actually going to join them. And when he kicked, he threw out his knee. Too bad. Poor Drake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, apparently the, the rumor is that he also got liposuction at the time. And uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I, All right. So everything that you're telling me right now, I just picture like Drake got famous and then he just started <laughs> eating everything in sight. Just everything. <laughs> he turned into the kingpin from Daredevil, not the one from the show. And he was so fat that he broke his knee. Like, yeah, so that's what happened, right? Like, this should have been in the news section. Yeah, this is yeah. obvious facts. You know what's weird is that like everything I said though, like is legitimately true. And I it's for whatever reason, like <laughs> I ended up going down a Drake rabbit hole the other night. <laughs> like one little thing popped up and I just kept clicking on stuff and I'm like, why am I reading about Drake? I, I don't know. Like like <laughs> you Drake can name more songs hole. of his than I can because you named one. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. the the funny thing is all right, for the most part I I pretty much despise uh, pop music and the radio, but for whatever reason, I liked that song. I don't know. It was, it just really spoke to me about things like hotlines and bling. Bling. Yeah. Well, you yeah. are a PBR uh, beer drinker. So if anybody <laughs> knows mean, about. Look at all my, yeah. uh, my chains here, a la Mr. T. Like, and... Yeah. But anyways, comic Drake. Yeah. Good, mm-hmm. good comic book channel for those, uh, who maybe are interested, like it's kind of gotten me back into comics is, uh, you, you know, he would like, he never like gives you, well, I shouldn't say never, but sometimes he won't always give you the full story. He'll be like, but if you really want to know more about this, you need to pick up issues, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So he's real good about like kind of promoting uh, people actually going out and picking up some issues or buying them digitally or whatever. So are you actually reading comics at the moment? Right now, I'm not, <laughs> but uh, I've, I've uh, <laughs> like I'm currently not reading like a comic regularly, mm-hmm. but like I went back and like I read like um, after watching one of his videos, like the Court of Owls, Dark okay. Knight's Metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been like going and like reading like arcs 
mm-hmm. basically. So I'm not like reading like a continuous issue. That's cool. I mean, there's, I mean, of course I'm used to and love picking up comics like on a weekly basis and it's still worth it for a few titles here and there. But I mean, Hey, however you're digesting your comics. I mean, that's, that's great. You should go back and read the Badger. Now there's a comic. Anyway, Steve, so what have you been? Uh, oh, what? You don't want me to tell you about the Badger? I mean, if that's what you want to <laughs> tell me, you've been diving well, into. Well, you know what? We're going to do a whole episode about the Badger in the future. Um, but for now, what have I been doing? Um, oh, let's see. I thought I had an M. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. You know what? I'm just going to just going to talk about it. So like, but but you like you and your girlfriend don't sit and watch stuff together. Even oh, Voyager. Trek, that's Voyager, right. Yeah. Wow. So she likes Trek too, or you just uh, force her, had, force it on her? I uh, forced her. No, no, no. Like I, I would just like watch it like uh, while she was like doing other stuff, mm-hmm. and um, she ended up just kind of like getting curious about it about TNG, mm-hmm. and then she Trek ended up like curious, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she ended up just like uh, watching a few episodes, and I was like, well, if you're gonna watch, we might as well go back and like watch, you know, a little bit early earlier back, so. Yeah, we went through all of TNG. Then I was like, well, we got to watch DS9, which she didn't want to do. Then she ended up liking that one even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't it is. Really, like, it's the best one. She um, can't remember. I, I don't think she was like super enthused about starting Voyager. And I think at first uh, she wasn't that crazy about it. But you know how all these Trek series, they always take them like a couple seasons to kind of get going. Uh, but she's really been enjoying it now. And uh, yeah, we're almost done. And then after that, what, you're just going to end the relationship? After that? <laughs> no, there's still a few more shows. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> no, right. No, no. Yeah, because you've got all the new... Do you watch the new stuff? Yeah, we we watched Discovery together. Yeah. I mean, I hate Discovery, and she ended up... She she liked it at first, but then she as the more went on, the less she liked it. I think I, I like it less just because, you know, I've been watching Star Trek for like 30 years, so any little thing that, like breaks canon or whatever i'm obviously like more sensitive to it or whatever so you start crying um, yeah <laughs> well that's how i feel about a show that i forced my wife to watch with me uh, and by forced and you know she just sort of sat on the ca- couch with her phone and in many ways i wish i would have joined her and i'm speaking <laughs> <laughs> about the falcon and the winter soldier which was pretty disappointing um so you were excited for this, right? Uh, well, I hate to use the term cautiously optimistic, but like, all right, I, I feel like, I mean, the bar is set pretty low for stuff that I'm interested to watch. Like, much like yourself, I spent a lot of time watching old, like, action movies from the 80s and 90s on, like, Tubi and Amazon Prime, and also just, like, bizarre, like, shot on video stuff on Prime. Like, Prime will take anything. Like yes, if you, if yes, you like watching trash and like weird stuff that would never ever see the light of day on the Hollywood cinema, you should check out Prime and Tubi. Like they're great resources for that stuff. Um, but when I'm uh, when I'm with my beloved, we have to watch stuff that's a little little bit higher quality. Um, and so I thought, you know, we'll watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I am a, a big fan of uh, Captain America the comic, and it's an even bigger fan of the U.S. agent who is basically now known, like the most hated 
Captain America of all time, like Wyatt Russell, everyone goes, I hate him. I hate him. Well, you're supposed to like they wrote it that way. Um, And it's weird because, of course, you know, Chris Evans is gone. So they wrote the real Captain America out, um, which in the actual storyline in the comics, like he was there and involved and they had an awesome fight at the end, him and John Walker. But instead we get the Winter Soldier and the Falcon who... I don't know. I guess once you, once John Walker shows up and then Zemo and then they go away because they're pretty interesting characters, you kind of realize how bland the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are, and and you just get start to get kind of bored and you're like start looking at your watch and like man, I'm waiting for somebody interesting to show up again. And also, mm-hmm. they made the classic uh, Marvel mistake or action movie trope, if you will, of having the most boring and forgettable villain that you ever could have could imagine like like the the villain in the comic is called flag smasher it's just a jack dude with a ridiculous mask so they took the mask and turned turned that one guy into many guys like basically a terrorist group and the leader Mm. is this boring british girl named carly and um and yeah, and then when she, I mean, I don't want to like ruin it for anyone, but basically I'll just say the series culminates in one of the most unsatisfying cinematic experience. I guess it's not cinematic, but one of the most unsatisfying story experiences I've had in a long time. And the worst part is that like I, I like called it from the beginning and even though I knew it was coming, it still made me angry. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, and it makes me less um, less excited for the rest of like uh, Marvel Phase 4 or whatever. Though I'm holding out hope that uh, Doctor Strange 2 will at least be good. Um, but, but yeah, basically I was like, why do I even watch this crap? And I just want to let everyone know. It wasn't just I, the uh, you know the nerd geek guy who was disappointed. My wife was laughing at it the whole time, and she's maybe, you know, maybe she was just laughing at how mad you were. Maybe she's laughing <laughs> at you. She's like, <laughs> well, you know, I'd guy. like to think she was laughing at my hilarious commentary, much like our uh, chat room is right now. Wait, it doesn't <laughs> seem to be working. Hmm. Oh well, <laughs> um, but. Um, well, yeah, she was just like, why, you know, why is the Falcon wearing that suit? It looks stupid. And I'm like, yes, it does. But it's like comic book accurate and and whatever. Like, eh, it doesn't matter that I don't like it. They're still going to keep churning out stuff and people are still going to keep going to see it. So, yeah, I, I will say, um, you know, like unlike Mortal Kombat, where it's been very dis- divisive, at least from what I've seen online, mm-hmm. from what I've seen online, it's been mostly positives. Well, yes, uh, it's very because it's very easy to get caught up in a lot of the. I don't want this show to be political in any way, but Disney slash Marvel, because a lot of people don't know that Disney owns Marvel, they do a lot of uh, virtue signaling, and like basically they chose virtue signaling on writing a decent like script, and like you know if you want a virtue signal, that's fine, but at least give it a you know, decent plot and like script below it. Um, but, um, but yeah, but that's, that's enough about the Falcon and the winter soldier. That's because like, if you say anything negative about it, people are going to say you're a racist because like spoiler alerts, the Falcon ends up becoming captain America at the end. 
Well, I think everybody knew that that was going to Yeah, I mean, happen, I don't right? But, I mean, but that that's I, a, I think everybody knew that was going to happen from the moment that Chris Evans was written out of uh right. Endgame. Well, I mean, if they wanted to follow the comics, like technically Bucky would be next and then Sam, but, you know, that's yeah, that doesn't but, but go the, with the times. I I don't think I I think it's uh more so that uh I feel that Bucky's character in the movies just wasn't as well developed as Falcon's was. So See, I, I think it would have. I mean, I agree with you, but I think that neither of them are developed very well. They're both kind of flat and just kind of boring. Neither, like, neither of them are interesting. I agree thank wholeheartedly. You, thank See, I want them to be like Riggs and Murtaugh, like, you know, cracking jokes. And yeah. I mean, and they do have a little bit of that, but not enough. Uh, and also yeah. they they get beat up a lot by like everyone. I'm like, yeah. and, uh, and the actors are like they're, they're perfectly good, capable actors. You know, it's mm. just, you know, that they, they when you only have so much material to work with or quality of it is only so good, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, like like if I was like, OK, we have to have another Captain America, you know, it's got to you know, your choices basically are Bucky or Falcon. And I'd be like, well, out of these two, it's got to be Falcon. You know, uh, right. and and then and then I would have like just tried to like build a show or a movie around with, um, Bucky to maybe do something with him later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Like, yeah, something like darker and interesting, which I mean is how he should be. But I mean, it's basically just Disney going middle of the road, trying their best not to offend anyone. Um, and the only person who gets offended is me. <laughs> I just want to see a well-written show. Um, but uh, anyway, wow, we talked about that for a lot. Um, I've been playing this really fun game. I know you've got a Switch. Uh, were you ever a fan of the arcade game uh, Smash TV? Do you remember that game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me guess. You've been playing Xenocrisis? No, I do want to buy that, though. But this is like both of those games, only different. It's called Freak Out Calamity TV Show. Um <laughs> and and um yeah it's it's a lot of fun um it's really like it's really funny and basically it's a twin stick shooter where you just kill guys like it's not a game show like um well actually they sort of tease you it does start out like a um like a game show like a smash tv but then you like break out of it and you're um in some sort of, I don't know, political thing, but the people who talk to you are like really funny. And, um, if you're into twin stick shooters, which that's like one of my favorite genres, I would highly recommend it. And I recommend it to you. Did you play Xeno crisis? I played it. Yes. Uh, and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> well, put that <laughs> review on your cover. Xeno crisis. <laughs> That'll get the, uh, the buys. Sorry. In. Sorry. Uh, the, the, the carbonation in this, uh, alcoholic beverage is, uh, to suppress the burp as Andrew and try to answer your question. It's good. It's good. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. it's good. And uh, I, I don't know what version of Xenocrisis you've played, but none. Like Genesis... I haven't played it at all. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played the Genesis version. Ooh, very uh, cool. Which is yeah, which is it's it's always cool whenever uh, a new game is made for you know sure an older console, the best and, uh, console. Um, well, <laughs> it's not the CDI, but. <laughs> That's okay. You and your uh, CDI. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you a question about your, well, we'll get to that in the next segment. Uh, Just a few more quick things. Oh, I also got just very quick uh, 
Doom Eternal for the Switch. Oh, uh, Doom Eternal is great. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Although, I don't know. It's still not Duke Nukem to me, but I don't know. It's still good, though. Uh, I yeah, just, it's, it's real good. Yeah, I like levity with my first-person shooters. Um, and then, And then I was going to ask if you uh, had seen or have any desire to see Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, nope. Don't care. Oh, you don't like, you don't like monster movies. Uh, they're okay. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. It's just going to be like a big CGI thing. And... No, no. They got real giant apes and lizards and fought them against <laughs> each other. So like, you know, if it was, if it was guys in rubber suits, I'd be more interested, I think. But sure, uh, sure. No, nah, I, I mean, like, I, I can't remember like a modern God. And I guess from modern, I'm counting from like the Matthew Broderick Ford. Ooh, Godzilla no, no, movie. man. That never happened. That was a different <laughs> universe. I can't remember ever seeing like a good modern Godzilla movie. I don't trust them to make a good one. <laughs> um, same for Kong movies. Oh, I, I just... So wait, you didn't see Kong Skull Island? It's surprisingly good. It's surprisingly good. But is good. it surprisingly good in the sense that you expect it to be bad, so it's like okay, so it's like, oh, this is actually no, 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 no. Um, I can't remember. I I had like zero expectations going in, like one way or the other, and it really blew them away into the stratosphere. <laughs> that... No way your zero expectations. <laughs> Wait, that's not selling it at all. No, um, no, it's not. <laughs> I had no expectations, and uh, next thing I knew, they were gone too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, all right, I'm just—I'd be interested if you. I mean, I know you don't. Outside of Star Trek, you don't watch anything. But that, I'd, be in, not true. I'd be. I'd be. I'm about to finish Attack on Titan, season four. All right. <laughs> well, I don't watch that, so. Uh, stop watching it immediately. Um, no, <laughs> no um, oh, uh, that... well, you're supposed to be, uh, you, you need to join us. Uh, what, what are they called? Weebos? Weebs? Uh, are those people like Americans that watch anime? Aren't they called like, uh, we didn't have that title back in the nineties when I started watching it. So All right, attack on Titan's pretty awesome. Well, the first three seasons at least were really awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't it... watched the fourth one yet, but. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned anime because I wanted to mention this fun fact back when we were talking about Mortal Kombat all those years ago. Um, it is getting beaten by the Demon Slayer anime for the first, like for the number one slot uh, of movies being released this weekend. You know Demon Slayer? Like, no, but could could that be because uh, you can watch Mortal Kombat on HBO Max? It's possible, but also. Um, from what I understand, I mean, I've never watched it myself, but Demon Slayer apparently is huge outside the U.S. I mean, I guess there's probably people here who, who watch it, you know, <laughs> nerdy old otakus. I wouldn't know anything about them. Um, but um, <laughs> see, that's that's the correct term. I don't know about Weebos or whatever. That sounds like isn't that something Nintendo used to make for like the um, <laughs> Uh, for the for the Wii, the Wii U, something like that. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, like it's getting, uh, it's really popular, and it's beating them out for, I guess, the number one international spot. Uh, of course, that could have changed at this point. Um, but um, anyway, like I would be interested if you watched what your thoughts would be on Kong Skull Island. But I mean, if you're not into like monster movies, then pff, I mean, just don't wait. Don't 
father, you're probably not going to like it. I mean, I grew up watching him, and I'll give him a chance. Like, we had a good time watching the, the first Godzilla movie. Not that Matthew Broderick crap. Um, but uh, the first one that um, that had Brian Cranston in it, we went and mm-hmm. saw it at a, uh, a drive-in. So that was, uh, I don't know, sort of added to the experience. Um, but uh, anyway... I think that's enough for time killing so um, killing time well, you know one thing though that you had on the notes was something about robocop prime directives oh that was <laughs> that was from the last time we were supposed to do oh, this yeah. um this show but that was and we can talk about that if you want like it uh they showed up on amazon prime uh pun not intended uh do you know what robocop prime directives was no no it was a series of like TV movies made in Canada of all places. Um, I think they came after the series. And like, if you, you know, if you're a fan of uh, cheese and Robocop, you will love them. I vaguely, you know what? Like I didn't, I don't remember the name, but I do remember that the channel, the local channel that um, aired the syndicated Robocop series, mm-hmm. they started airing these like Robocop, like made for TV movies mm-hmm. uh, yep, a little bit them. after. And I bet that's what they were. The commercials yeah. did not look great. Nah, <laughs> man, it's, it's surprisingly good. Um, the writing kind of uh, makes up for their lack of budget. And plus, I mean, if you're a fan of Robocop, which I am, I mean, you have yeah, me to watch it. You have to. Uh, yeah, give the first one a shot on um, on Prime. Um, like I, I love like one of the cool. They sort of expand upon what was done like after the first. There's no Ed Two Hundred Nine, unfortunately, because they can't afford one. Um, but uh, they do like. I, I guess apparently uh, Murphy had a partner that they never really uh, like before Lewis. This um, this black guy. And basically, he ends up getting turned into a RoboCop as well. Um, mm. So there's two RoboCops in RoboCop Prime Directives, but he's different than regular RoboCop. He's more hardcore and gritty. See? <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a lot of, uh, like, the villains that they do have. They have this guy. His name is, uh, it's not Bone Storm. It's like Bone something. And there's a part where he like he's got these massive Gatling guns on his hands, and he like shoots one of the cops, and he goes, "You just got boned, baby." Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I might have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. sounds worse than I thought it would be as a kid, but, but see, like in a good way. It's worse and better. It's like better than the series, I'd say. Although I do plan on rewatching the series at some point. I had no idea you were a RoboCop fan. We should have an entire episode um, devoted to that, which. Speaking of entire episodes, it's now time for our feature presentation. Welcome to your feature presentation. Uh, why don't you tell everyone what we are about to watch? I, I didn't realize we were watching the whole thing, but I'm okay with that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is absolutely Rose Street. It was a an infomercial uh, made by Sega for... Mm-hmm really to promote the 32X. This was in the 90s. It aired uh, pretty late at night, but it aired like every week for from like December. Maybe remembering some of this wrong, but it was from like December of 93 or 94. I, I think it would have had to be 94 into like January of uh, the next year. Uh, like on MTV, Comedy Central, 
Um, and yeah, they, they, Sega wanted it to look like a regular TV show, mm-hmm. uh, was the whole idea. So like, it wouldn't seem like an infomercial and they even have like commercial breaks during mm-hmm. it. Although the commercial breaks are for like Sega commercials, but, um, and it actually, uh, for a moment almost got picked up as a real TV show. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. but this That's was, crazy. but this was covered in billboard magazine, wow. which like it was an infomercial for getting covered in billboard magazine. Um, and a couple other like trade publications. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, the guy, there's a guy in there from Laverne and Shirley. Uh, All right, not too many facts because you're going to be oh, I'm sorry, say, I'm sorry. saying those facts while we watch it. Okay, so uh, let's go to the theater. The following is a paid advertisement by Sega of America. <laughs> but it was supposed to be what my a tweet show. that we're watching this right now, actually. Stylin with Stella. Certain people around here aren't playing fair. <laughs> okay, I can deal with that. We need to be small so, about uh, this. So let's this actress was uh, in an episode of uh, Star Trek Deep Space, Space Nine. When come up, call me, <laughs> and I'll tell you what to do. But pay attention, She just plays boy. like a random character on the holodeck in an episode of like a James Bond-esque episode. So, uh, yeah, Max, uh, well, I'll, I'll wait for this, this one, because like, it's quite hard to hear us right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, this is one of those commercials. <laughs> Where they got the windows at the, uh... Yeah, yeah, so this was aired as part of the infomercial. The other day I had the weirdest dream. Everyone was after me. And they well, all had Again, Sega wanted dogs. this to seem like a TV show. And then I felt and like all of the other ads like the one that playing right now feel like actual So was a Sega You know, it was like Everything a was so weird. I saw words. Then we'll have a even more intense. Ad for a uh, environmental thing up, makes us look good and it also makes it look like a TV show. You want me to produce that? Yes. Tom Cohen. It's video crap. I want you to fix it up. I've got a sponsor who's breathing down and my neck for a show for Shirley, just that Democrat. Uh, Look, it's a waste of time. These kids play video games all day I can't day remember his character's name on here, but yeah, this guy pacing around. Deep down, uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff, Deep too. Down, like, yeah, guess. he's had a pretty long Knock it off, Joe. We've got no show for this slot. Look, I got just a show for you. This is up. It's hopeful. It's a show that helps people improve their self-image. It could be big, boss. This could be huge. I can't Style. afford to lose this sponsor. You whip this show into shape right away. You get to those kids. You tell them to get mm-hmm. it together or else. And remember, an unhappy sponsor means an unhappy station manager, which means... I'm yeah, happy it's All right, already. In, uh, I'll do it. I'll do California. it. But where do these uh, young people... Oh, live? that would have been a good choice. Hello? 
find me. Hello. Hey, who are you? <laughs> Joe Whitehead, your new producer. I'm here to talk so to you. So this is one of those. Uh, what are you talking this is about? Ridiculous. We produced the show ourselves. <laughs> Jim, sorry, Mr. Whitehead. <laughs> But this this follows like one of those tropes, uh, especially big in the '90s, where they live in a giant, multi-million dollar like apartment slash loft slash warehouse kind of a thing. But they're about to talk about how they don't have any money. Who asked you? Hey, look, I'm gonna give you punks the bottom line. Either get your show in gear, or we're gonna replace you with more responsible programming. You got that? On the station that brought a senior citizen tag team wrestling. Max. No, you said help. So what'd you have in mind? Yeah, I can use some new cameras. Yeah, and how about some new deals for prototypes and games to review? And travel so we can get out and talk to some people. What about a new budget? Uh, hey, hey, cut, 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 huh? What are we talking about here, huh? Video games, huh? The bing, the bong, he's up, he's down, he's in, he's out. I'm not throwing my money into the black hole here. How are you gonna make that interesting, huh? You can't. You gotta produce the show with what you got. We've got you, you miss Max making the joke about hey, the station that bought the senior game, huh? citizen right, look, tag team wrestling. I'm going to come back next week and you give me something. Something that uh, human beings could actually yeah. watch on tape. All right? And if not, we're going to yank your show. And uh, you wouldn't want to lose all of this now, would you? No. I mean, I'm just on Twitch, I can't. Not this so now that the missing links canceled our show, what are we going to do about it? You think you'll pull the so plug yeah, I don't think they ever like say that? it's I mean, we're not California, that bad. No, definitely if we don't give him something new, he will. Yo, that can't happen. Guess I can get my old job back at Radio Shack. Yeah, I can just hear my father now. I told you so. You should have gone to school. <laughs> Whatever. I guess he was right. So just like that, Max. guy's a way better actor. Actually, this guy went on to, like, be on, uh, I remember, right, on All That. So what are we going to do? Uh, Wait, Nickelodeon, and then he went on to, like, Oh, it's produce, not over. Um, I give up that easy. All That, I'm trying to remember his name. I just need a minute Ended to think. Uh, Ding! Time's up. What's the answer? What's the biggest story in gaming right now? Yeah, I, I used to love it. for an answer. She gives me a question. Yeah, all that sucks. Why is everything doing with you? Game this guy. jerk. No kidding. Of course I. Oh wait, the best part's about to come up. Doom. It's not news. All right, but this is. Doom is coming to video games. No. Really? Of course, I've heard. All right, so you know about it. But I've been reading and hearing about it. Doom is coming to video games. The thing that would adapt for Genesis. Right, it's like a turbocharger. I heard that it makes. What a weird way to say it, right? Get out of here. That's hype. So I Look, guess like Sega was trying to make a distinction. New, not many people Video games. Can do. You play on the console. Well, I think, Max, that we should find out all we can about this thing. Let's talk about his tattoo. It's just a rectangle. Testing. And he keeps rolling his sleeve up <laughs> Sorry, so Sorry Cody. All right, I guess it worked. <laughs> all right, fellas. Ready? Yeah. All right, world. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. When they interview these kids on the streets, too. Oh, I thought that's really cool. It's my favorite part of this when they're like, ask these kids about the 32 eggs on the street, and they're like, oh, here we go. The kids are like, oh, the kids present like real concerns that consumers would have, and 
he has like no answer. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm wondering, will Sega or Genesis die out? Yeah, I'm worried that they might make the Genesis games obsolete. I just wonder if they're going to carry on the line. <laughs> we are interested in finding out about the new games you're working on. Yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> maybe. <See? laughs> what a great infomercial. Game beat. Thank you for emailing Sega. Your message is being forwarded. I'm being blown off by a computer. Mr. Granger, would you consider being interviewed on our show? We are interested in finding out about the new games you are working on. Yeah, she's I wearing the uh, typical Who are pajama. You? Where are you? Saying that Therefore, like people wear on the TV shows. Romeo. Juliet Savage Game Beat. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is a pretty great scene here, too. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope he has a sense of humor. Like, like, what are we supposed to think happened? Like, she sent an email and suddenly she uh, has like a cable bandwidth connection to get all this video. I, I don't know, real weird. Don't be a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. Yeah, they had toys and everything. Full color portable with over 150 games, like the new Echo, Mortal 2, and Sonic Triple Trouble. He's, he's lean, shape, brushed his hair. Oh yeah, so this vote Hi, thing. Um, yeah. You could call in to vote. Hi, I'm Brad. Uh, Hi. number to like Juliet. decide Juliet. whose show you want to see Christina Savage. Uh, Beyond the, the Air, girl. Stella's show or Look, Game Beat. I don't know how you got in, but you saw some stuff that you weren't supposed to see. And This was actually advertised. This infomercial was advertised in Sega Visions magazine, by the you way. You did Tomcat Alley. Full page yeah. ad. Oh, we love that game. It's so cool. Really, right. we play it all the time. Thank you. So, can you talk about any new games you've got coming up? Well, this is Midnight Raiders, which is a great game. Play all Lots of helicopters. It does not have replay value. You don't play all really cool That's stuff. great. Max yeah. will love that. Now, how does the 32X affect live-action CD games? Well, the 32X is great. It makes it more like film. It's got better graphics, better sound. Great. Better graphics makes it faster, 32X doesn't it? is great. Yeah. Makes yeah. it more like film, Steve. I better get that. Oh, it's great meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thank too. you so much. 
Yeah. Would you come into my office, please? You know, so I hear that there's going to be a sequel to Gangs of New York shot on 32X. What are you working on? Look, I've got nothing to say to you. What man art thou thus be screened in night so stumblest on my counsel? Well, by a name, I know not how yeah, to I was tell trying to think, wasn't that a Scorsese movie like or something? Too. Yeah. Only but, a literary jerk would use the bard for trigger words. Oh, uh, I'm an idiot, Steve. <laughs> you should know what I'm working on. I mean, you've got the production schedule right in front of you. Oh, yes, I do. Anyway, and that would be is, surgical Hollywood's strike, wirehead, and Fahrenheit, digital and even film. virtual racing you're, you're deluxe, on eternal X. champions, and of course, doom for the 32X, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Look, Brad, here's the deal. Everyone's read about them, but I've got a show to do. I can't talk about them. I've got to show them. I've got to play them. I've got to review them. Everyone wants to know, will the 32X software deliver on all the hype? Will the 32X make Genesis and Sega CD systems obsolete? No, quite the contrary. Right, building up to multiple word answers here. All right, look. Maybe I can show you a couple of things. I, That'd be great. I, I wouldn't be contrary. <laughs> like, if the 30... We're here with the giant in video games, the king among gamers. <laughs> One of the twisted, really sick game level designers. Of but you know, she's uh, at least like being a pretty good... Oh, Mr. this Mr. scene Mr. with American McGee. Now, American, the first question I'd like oh, to ask man. is probably... Video game designer, well worked on Doom. Doom. Convert from the PC this is hilarious. It's Converting Doom from the PC to 32X was a really smooth transition. The game uh, remained pretty much the same. All the key elements are still in there. But the graphics! Are they going to be there? Graphics are there, the speed's there, everything's there. You think of these games, <laughs> what are your dreams? You don't want to know. Yeah, you have it, folks. You just don't want to know. <laughs> now there you have our trusty Genesis system. Like, America McGee's so embarrassed to be there. <laughs> I give you the future. Yeah, 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 his real name is American McGee. Uh, Wait, where'd you I, get I, it from? I tweeted him like a couple years ago about this. And, Your friend gave you an EEPROM? EEPROM? Uh, you know, asking What's him like, hey, uh, how come that you got roped into doing this cartridge. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it seemed like you didn't want to be there. He just replied, I didn't. Fasten your seatbelts, <laughs> boys. Virtual Racing Deluxe. Man, this is good as the arcade. But my guess is like he was probably like one of the uh, lower guys on the staff at that point. That worked on the part. And younger, too, so... You can you can tell his face. We got our show. We're gonna blow I'm not sure. Is this the best you can do? I'm not impressed. I gotta be honest with you. This whole game thing doesn't work for me. Yeah. It's a it's a phase like the hula hoops. Man, you don't know what you're talking about. Max. Hey. Hey, I know what I know, and what I know is eh, I gave you kids a shot, emulator, and you blew it. It's not not worth and Maybe it. you should consider a different line of work. Trust me. It's for the better. And years from now, you'll thank me. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. You were never serious about putting this on the air, were you? Hey, look, whether you like it or not, that's the way it is. Huh? Welcome to the real world. Whitehead deserves is a slow. Oh, this is great when they talk about these veiled threats. Show's stuck, anyways. Why are we trying to fool ourselves? Where are you going? Oh, wherever one goes, one quits. You're acting like a baby, Max. Yeah, well, maybe I am. 
but I've lost a show. I've lost you, <laughs> some guy who, who knows Shakespeare. I don't have much going for me right now, so excuse me if I'm a little pissed off. It's been fun. Ego. Ego's the devil, man. It's not about fair. hitting stuff. It's about winning. Phew, pungent smell of testosterone in this room. Do you want to get back at Whitehead? Yeah. Just hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Do the show. Do the show? Yeah, what, do we need permission? Bit. We're ready to shoot. Everything's in place. Produce the show? It's going to take a lot of energy. How are we going to get it on the air? Well, I'll handle that. Yeah, kind of real, real meta. Look, sorry for being a jerk. Well, you are being a jerk. You gotta quit thinking only about yourself, Max. What the budget for this was? Gets in your way. Always has ever since I've known you. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I know. I know, but if you take no for an answer, you lose everything you really love. In case the show. I was saying, in case you're curious, the Besides, uh, absolutely Rose Street uh, trademark is available. Uh, my friend and I, historic nerd, we got drunk one night and looked into it and <laughs> almost made a stupid drunk purchase. Hi. We were just like digging, like, oh, we should just hey, do like a real like game beat uh, type show with this like tripe show. I killed game beat. Yeah. Yeah, soberer heads Don't worry about him, I can handle him. Look, we'll surprise him. Trust me, in the end, he'll thank us. Oh, Joey! <laughs> I can see it already. <laughs> Absolutely Styling no with street. Stella. Huh? Um, this lady that plays Stella, she is awesome. Like, you know, at the end, Stella, or maybe even now, is like, happens, but we see, like, one. her show, Styling with Stella, and it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> What do you need? What do I need? What do I need? I need to graduate. I need a job when I grow up. I need a future. I need to laugh. I need to have fun. I need to be a kid. I need to be healthy. I need a chance. I need peace. I need friends who care about me. Most yeah. of all, what I need I is a future lost. The next time a pusher asks you what you need, let him know. Nah, man. If I, if I was destructive, I'd be like, this kid's a tune. Like so I, I don't want him to get addicted ladies, to something and then he needs to see me all the time. In the office. Check it out. Next, on my oh, new show, Stylin' with Stella. For those who purchased something other than a Sega Genesis. Yeah, that's it. Our sincere condolences. What a waste. When you start with the Genesis, you can always add a Sega CD and new Genesis 32X. Everything else is cold and stiff. Burial or cremation? Um, it's okay. Welcome to the next level. All right, look, guys, we got one more take, all right? Give me a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, all right? All right? Let's do it, baby. Mm -hmm. Ready? Ready? Action! 
Hi again, everyone. I'm Christina Savage. And this is right. Crazy Max Jackson coming at you from absolutely... Yeah, it's hard to like, figure out like, what am I... It, like it's, a, it's one of those games where you're and constantly like, what am I supposed to do now? This is a special show. We'll be talking about the future. And what kind of future will it be? There's a hardware revolution brewing and interactive I'm sorry, what? I, I, I'm like, even though I've Lots seen this a million times, I'm like, engrossed now, by absolutely cool, gross street. What were you saying? Some of them will suck. But most of them won't come cheap. Mucho! <laughs> Dinero, kids. And lots of promises. And in the middle of all this marketing cha-cha, Sega pops on the scene with a new Genesis 32X. Yeah, and what's the deal with the 32X? Is it going to deliver a whole new level of gaming or a whole new level marketing of Marketing cha-cha. Yes, we all know that Sega is the king of 16-bit. But is the 16-bit dead? Will 32X just conquer it? Has Sega shot itself in the foot? Boom. We'll see. I think so. Adam. Max, show us how it works. Well, it's quite simple, Christina. See if 32X is no brainer. You just plug it into the Genesis. You think he ad-libbed that get out like of my so. baseline? And for 160 bucks, you're on to I feel, a whole I feel... new level of gaming. But wait, check this out. I feel like that was two, definitely... Two games uh, in one. You can still use your Genesis games. Wow. But the proof of the hardware is in the software. No, no, no. He definitely ad-libbed cool that, and he definitely ad-libbed from the oh, yeah. tape. And they're very much alive and still kicking butt. <laughs> Genesis. But enough talk. Let's get gaming. We're reporting gaming experiences very close to arcade level for the home. I think these are Sony Furniture, right? Faster gameplay and more fun. We're giving the 32X two fists up. But since I know you gamers out there are born disbelievers, believe it. Star Wars, the ultimate space shooter, comes home with a brand new title. Uh, Star Wars. How many games. times have you given a product? And for all you doomers out up. there. Now Steve. you can play Doom on the 32X, and hey, it's as fast as a 486. Now, if you've been asleep for the last year, Doom's gonna One, put last you time in your stellar in my house, I left him a Google you review. Two fists up. What's the deal with your Sega CD? Well, the 32X is like a double espresso flight. Oh yeah. There's gonna be killer live action games like last year's big hit Tom Got Out. Now we don't have game screens to show you, but we've got footage just shot from games in development. Uh, we're not supposed to tell you about this, so shh. You, you don't right. want to cover up that oh. hair, baby. Brad, sorry, doing a show here. Roll tape. Roll it. Now, in Midnight Raiders, your mission is to rescue a kidnapped scientist <laughs> who holds a formula of a deadly new nerve gas in his head. But the trick is, the CIA—they don't want any survivors on this mission. I'm not including you. You, Mister. Yeah. I don't want you. Wirehead is a great game because it's crazy, kind of like myself. It's about this guy that you control named Ned Hubbard, who was an normal guy until he was hit in the head with a brick. Come this way. So now doctors have implanted this remote control computer in his brain, and now government agents are after him. So it's up to you to save Ned Hubbard. Wirehead, definite winner. Check it out. <laughs> This guy that's playing the game is like so. You're assigned intense. to a fire company as a rescue specialist. Your job: save people's lives and avoid becoming a crispy critter in the process. Oh, yeah, you can tell the Sega was still really big on the uh, whole FMV thing. Now we started the show with a question: Is 16-bit dead? Dum da dum dum. Does the 32X kill it? It's alive! You can't kill this thing. Yeah, but in '95, you'll see Sega mm -hmm. keeps breaking new ground in 16-bit yep. gaming action. And for the Sega sports fans, NFL '95 delivering choices that takes you out of the stands and onto the field. Perspective never seen in 16-bit gaming. After this ball is snapped, you can get above the field to see your secondary choices. 
can become the receiver and call for a pass. Want to reunite Rice in Montana? Trade Rice to Kansas City. Make your own fantasy team. It's that easy. And in the new game, Sonic and Knuckles, Sega introduces Knuckles. Knuckles is an echidna. What? It's a real animal. Look it up. What's cool about this game is a little surprise. You can play <laughs> it in other Sonic games, and it's amazing. Knuckles becomes a character in previous games, yeah. bringing new moves and totally changing the gameplay. When you lock on Sonic 3 to Sonic and Knuckles, there's a hidden game. The floating island level becomes a huge 34 meg epic. That's, that's not going to be good. And the new Sega CD Eternal Champion. These they're, moves they're are definitely going to encourage Man, him to act. Disgusting, Max. They're going to keep Eternal Champions on CD this is for real. mature audiences only. Guess you won't be playing with them. Games will keep coming back with more reviews and more game news. That's a wrap for this week. I will see you again on. Gaming! Yeah. Surround Baby is great. Ah. Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. Did you get Stella's Got it right here. Oh, yeah. Right. Go to work. Yeah. Hey. So. You did good. That's so weird. Like, so the guy that's filming them is Thank just giving them with like a regular VHS camcorder? Hey, guys, what up? Congratulations, I think it's gonna be a big success. Well, well, with your help. Yeah, yeah, it's just real weird because like everything else, you know, they have like, you know, TVs are very expensive in the 90s. There's about 70 of them here. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Piece of cake, you've been on interviews before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also they ones. live in like a multi-million dollar two doors loft down from the lobby on the left. Just uh, right. put it on his desk. Well, just like that? What if somebody stops me? Improvise. Improvise. Great. Improvise. Hey. Nice. You look great in a uniform. Right? Somebody was like, I'm going to use this to, to get a job directing. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat one day. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Like, they tell him, she tells him, like, hey, if you uh, run into an issue, or he's like, oh, what do I do for him? Great, baby <laughs> so yeah, you think he's going to run into a problem, right? <laughs> no. Mm, look at you. Smooth. <laughs> You look real good. Yeah. <laughs> you look great, sweetheart. You look really good. Joey! What the hell? Is it going to deliver a whole new level of gaming? Or a whole new level my show! My show! Joey! Wrong show! Wrong tape! What the hell's going on down there? No, 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 no. Can't She's be. Awesome. Can't be. Hey, I don't care if it's labeled. I'm coming down. Look, I can explain everything. Great show, Joe. <laughs> the sponsors loved it, loved it. We've been getting calls all day. I don't know how you do it. You must have a way with kids. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh my God, what a great show! I think we've got a hit on our hands. Uh, I want the you to ad produce twenty-six more. Here, <laughs> have a cigar. By the way, the sponsors loved the joke about the bimbo. What a stroke of genius. <laughs> Leave her in. Would you? 
So, gang, what's our next game beat show going to be about? So, well, you know what's so weird is that uh, they don't mention anything about the ratings yeah, for this. They're just like, yeah, the sponsors well, loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how many people watch it? Yeah. Nobody watch it. Sponsors love it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Joey, baby. Yeah. Max here. Yeah, we're thinking about taking the show on the road. <laughs> taking the show on the road. Japan. Yeah, big, long limo. Yeah, first class tickets. Oh, and give Stella my love. Ciao. <laughs> yeah. Let's eat. Sounds yeah, good to me. Right. Ciao. I just want to thank you for helping out the show and everything. Yeah, I had fun. I hope we can do it again. Yeah, me too. Hey guys, what up? Hmm, beautiful, beautiful. Steve, uh, how come in our years of hanging out, we never shook forearms? You know, that's a good question. I'm going to look into it. Yes! Yes, I think you did the right thing. Thank you for your vote. Game B. Wrong vote, Bub. Yeah, real, real weird way to uh, sell the 32x. What on earth have you been working on? It's time for project report. All right. Wow. That was something else. Yeah, it's uh it's it's both like in some ways better and worse than you'd expect, I feel mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Like there's obviously put some money into it, yeah. but uh yeah, just weird script, weird choices. But then again, like how do you write? Just think about it. Somebody like tells you, "Okay, you're a writer. I want you to write me an infomercial." To sell the 32X, but please make it like a regular TV show about, you know, young 20-somethings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I, you know, I'll give it to Sega for trying to do something different. I mean, and they had to, of course, to try to catch up with uh, Nintendo. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, find that thing. I don't even remember how I came across the article, but first I came across an article uh on a website called video game fm era mm-hmm. and uh they they have like a lot of like um like obscure stuff like from press kits from like ea and ces and stuff and for whatever reason they had this uh and then i found the video and then i just started researching it and uh that's when i was like what this was covered in billboard magazine and like uh i think the new york times ran like an article about it um, so also I did my video on it, so I don't remember exactly, but yeah, it got like some attention. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely it, it didn't get anybody to buy the 32X, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that whole, um, you know, how Sega of America and Sega Japan like butted heads over the over the 32X and then eventually the Dreamcast and then eventually, you know, which what sent them to oblivion more or less. Um, but, um, anyway, all right. Well, that was awesome. We've got one last segment and then we are done with the very first episode of obscurity now. And that segment is uh, called project report where basically Helen and I just talk about the stuff that we've been working on 
So uh, tell us about how's the new video coming along? I really enjoyed the old one or the previous <laughs> one. Yeah. Where did you even get that CDI shirt? Um, or was it? Etsy. It was C Etsy. Etsy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you. I've been working on a video about the kind of the making of Super Mario Kart. Um, not really going to go too much into the technical aspects of it. A lot of it's about how like Nintendo kind of failed into Super Mario Kart. Like a lot of like what became Super Mario Kart, they just were like, uh, the Super Nintendo has this limitation, so let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. And it all just kind of worked out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been uh, working on the editing for that and made a bunch of 3D models for it. Um, so yeah, just been doing the 3D animation and editing for it. Very cool. Yeah, and I'm sure that's been uh, keeping you busy. Like, been working on a few things. I've been helping my friend Tim with his YouTube channel, uh, shooting it and editing it, editing it for him. Uh, Tim is a vintage toy guy, so if you love um, retro toys, he basically he orders all these boxes. They show up and he lets them accumulate and then unboxes them without knowing what's in them. Most of the time, like in front of the camera. And uh, he's gotten some pretty great stuff all the way from like Masters of the Universe, Dino Riders, the Centurions, nice. uh, oh, wow. G.I. Joe. He hasn't I don't think he collects Transformers, but um but yeah, the Centurions are the ones with like the hologram, right? Like in the middle or something? No, I forgot. Oh, that's Visionaries. Yeah, that's Visionaries. Centurions are the guys who they've got like these suits that have holes all over them. So you can put like weapons all over them. And one of them is a sea guy, one's an air guy, and one's like the land guy. Um, but um, but yeah, like uh, he's also pretty funny. The name of his channel is uh, Tim's... <laughs> Tim's toy vids and comedy, but there'll be a link in the description if you want to check it out. Um, also, of course, I'm um, still dealing with my uh, artists. I'm developing my uh, comic book, but it's uh, it's in the early early stages, so there's really not much to report there. And of course, if you like audio dramas, you're welcome to go check out ten episodes of Ray Can't Sleep, which is the audio drama that I completed. Gosh, how long has it been now? But uh, like a year, maybe a, more. A year already? Like I don't know. I was long. in Washington. It does feel you like it you though. Released it, so I was like, yeah, it's a year. Uh, I was during the pandemic when I finished. Maybe I wanna... like eight months. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but um, but yeah, so it would it would be great if you went by and listened to that. Um, but um, but yeah, so I think that's everything. If there's, Is there anything else you wanted to say before we call it on the maiden voyage of obscurity now? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I would recommend uh, anybody who uh, wants to watch Absolutely Rose Street without uh, people talking over it like we just did. Uh, it is on YouTube. Just search for Absolutely Rose Street um, and it should come up. Awesome. And I will say, if you actually um, listened or watched this entire episode, uh, it will get smoother. It's a work in progress. But, uh, but thanks for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time on Obscurity Now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and broadcast to Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes. And take notice of our various social media links, if that's what you're into. 
I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.